We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. It is. Can I get a yeah? Let's go. Let's get it. Friday night, New York City. How you feeling? It's a five-hour KM to AM with my WFAM on the fan. 1019 FM. We're going to talk sports. That's what we're supposed to do here. I'll be your host until midnight. And then whatever you do after that, that's none of my business. No, I'm just kidding. Hoff comes up. At 12, stay and, and listen to Hoff. So you got 10 hours of programming, something like that. Let's get it started, man. Let's get it started. It's a football Friday, duh. I, I'm not going to humor you with the playoff talk. I'm sorry. I can't. Can't do it. <laughs> Won't do it. Can't win with them. Won't win with them. I, I just, I can't humor you for five hours with the, maybe there's a chance. So you're saying, if it plays out, if you win out, I just I, that's not how the NFL is set up, right? That's not how any of this is set up. Nobody's going to win out. There are some teams on a winning streak, the Giants being one of them. Somebody has to lose this weekend, and this is one of those wacky weekends. It's the most wonderful time. We've got Saturday games. We've got a slate of Saturday games tomorrow. And with the holiday time and with the crunch time, that teams feel like they have to make the playoffs, man, it's make or break time. They're going to be upsets. If you're a gambling man, if you're a betting person, start start putting in your bets tonight so that you're not you know, rushing to do it tomorrow. Start looking through all of the stuff for tomorrow and Sunday. Make your parlays. Probably shouldn't make no parlays. If you do, no longer than four legs, I always say. I always regret when I make five, six. Let me throw this in. Four legs. Four legs. And have like three concrete and and one reach, one stretch. But anyway, uh, don't bet at all or gamble responsibly if you do. The longest active win streaks in the NFL right now, the Dallas Cowboys have five. The San Francisco 49ers have five. They also have arguably the two MVP candidates in Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy. I don't care what Cam Newton has to say. I don't care about what he followed up with. The New York Giants have three wins in a row. The Baltimore Ravens have three wins in a row. Someone in that group is going to lose. Someone in that group is going to take an L. And this is New York, so let's start with the Giants. The best story we have in New York football this year is what, folks? Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlets. When I first saw the guy step on the field, I said, be the story. And then they didn't let the guy throw the ball. And I'm like, that's not the kind of story I was hoping for. And then you see him throw the ball. Okay, the kid can play. But I think we have ruined the story this week after Monday Night Football because we've heard everything. We've heard the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. We've heard stretches. We've heard people underestimating the kid. We've heard comparisons to Brock Purdy, to Tom Brady. Uh, Daniel Jones has been slandered in the interim. 
they're talking about the draft, not drafting a guy. Uh, listen, let's just enjoy things. And I always say let people enjoy things. Enjoy this run. It looked like a dead season for the Giants. And they have life now. But it doesn't mean that this is going to turn into a playoff run. What are you actually going to do if you do make the playoffs? Last year, you made the playoffs, won a game. That wasn't good enough because the guy that led you there, it seems like everyone's ready to just forget about him. 877-337-6666. Tommy Cutlets. Tommy DeVito, the pride of North Jersey and all the surrounding areas. Yeah, we're about to see. I'm rooting for the kid. I'm not going to say he can't go down to the Superdome and beat the Saints. The Saints aren't that good. But the Saints are fighting for their lives. They're fighting for their playoff hopes. I mean, they went out and signed Derek Carr. I remember being on the fan saying, hey, Derek Carr is in North Jersey getting some Italian cuisine with the Jets. The, the Italian culture is a part of all of our lives and culture around here. If you heard me the other night, I'm like, I don't understand why we got to make that a negative thing. I don't know about you, but I'm ordering Italian every week. I'm looking for the best Italian restaurants every month. I'm making Italian food. It's just a celebration of the area. It's nothing to uh, you know, feel like it's uh, racist or uh, negative about. I love it. I think it's great. I'm from the shore area. Like, There's good pizza down there. You go to Green Bay, you can't find good Italian. Anyway, let's go Tommy Cutlets. Let's go Giants. It's not all about Tommy Cutlets. It's a, it's a team game. Right, I know Tommy's getting all the attention. Good, because we need that. Right, We need a cult hero. We need a mascot-like. We need something for social media and emojis and uh, all this extra content. Because it can't just be about Tay Banks and can't just be about Kayvon Thibodeau. Happy birthday, Kayvon Thibodeau. That young man is a beast. He's got a long career ahead of him, hopefully right here in New York. Dexter Lawrence can't just be about Dexter Lawrence, right? He's the new highest-graded defender in the NFL. Pro Football Focus graded him at a 93.2. No one can stop that man. They can't block that man. And I remember how dejected he was when the Giants were losing, so I'm happiest for him, the captain of the team. They appointed 10 captains. That's too many. Never do that again. But the captain of the defense, for sure. He's all smiles now because they're getting wins, and who's to say that they can't go down to New Orleans and get another win? Let's just not get ahead of ourselves. I don't know the last time you've seen the Giants beat the Eagles twice in a season. I don't mind getting on air and saying it's not going to happen. I I wouldn't bet a dollar on the Giants going to Philly and beating them or it getting done up here. I think we're forgetting who the Eagles are. I I know they just lost back-to-back games, but they lost to the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, who I just said have the two MVP candidates. And they were in the Super Bowl last year for a reason. They were undefeated for a while for a reason. I know they lost to the Jets. Doesn't make any sense. But they're not going to lose two games to the Giants. And that is what's required for the Giants to make the playoffs. So I'm sorry I can't humor you with the talk of the Giants making the playoffs this year. I think we've done it enough. I think what we need to do is play spoiler. I think we should be rooting for these teams to play spoiler like the Jets did last week and the Giants to some degree against the Packers, knocking the Packers down a notch. The the Packers beat the Lions, beat the Chiefs, and everybody started saying, oh, LaFleur, they're figuring it out. LaFleur's undefeated in December with his teams. Well, there's one loss in December. Jordan Love, heir to the throne, heir Jordan. He's come along. They've shaken off Aaron Rodgers. Well, that kid couldn't throw the ball in MetLife Stadium. He didn't look that great. Knocked them down a peg. 
They're going to be fighting for their lives against a peer-tier team this weekend going back home, and I think it'll be better for it. But stay with me. We should be rooting for the Jets and the Giants to play spoiler. The playoffs are done. And if you want to go backwards, I can show you each week the mistakes and the games where the playoffs were pissed away. And the Jets, I, I, I get it. Aaron Rodgers looks great. Oh, it's incredible. Um, He can walk and he can jog and, you know, yeah, sure. You know, it, the whole thing to me, it's a, it's a circus. It's just another, like, when I see a report, Aaron Rodgers delivered a wow moment today in practice, a leaping one-handed interception. He was filling in on the scout team defense, the latest on his comeback bid. I guess it's a good title for people to click and read the story, but that's a whole bunch of nothing. That's a nothing burger, and people eat it up. What people do in practice, there's a bunch of things that go on in practice. It doesn't matter. Where's the video? I'd like to see the video of it. Why Why are we? Why are we playing around with Aaron Rodgers on scout team defense? Season's not over for the Jets, right? There's fans still think there's a chance that he comes back and they can win out. What this Aaron Rodgers? It's such a it's such a circus. Uh, I just I, I'm over it. And like I get it, the guy is out there practicing for what? I don't exactly know if he's gonna come back and play. I guess it'll be a treat for the fans. But the Jets should be focused on Zach Wilson building on the best game of his career in that jersey, right? Who did Aaron Rodgers intercept at practice? Zach Wilson, I'm guessing. If you're saying he's on scout team defense, the scout team defense goes against the first string offense. Unless the second string quarterback was getting reps, Trevor Simeon. It should be about Zach Wilson, the reigning AFC player of the week. But you know, Zach is good is gone. And they're just going through the motions here, hoping that Aaron Rodgers gets healthy and says, yeah, I'll play for nothing for no reason. I'll put my body on the line, uh, even though we're mathematically about to be out of it. Man, go down to Miami and play spoiler. They're hurt right now. Connor McGovern is out. Tyreek Hill got hurt last week. He hasn't practiced all week. They, they're bumped up. They've got some other injuries. And we all know if you heat up Tua, he's not the same quarterback. We all know wacky things go on down there in Miami. It's supposed to rain. So literally go down there and rain on their parade. You just did it last week against the Texans. C.J. Stroud is in concussion protocol. They knocked that kid out of the game. That's the rookie of the year. That's the offensive rookie of the year. The Texans thought that they were going to be a playoff team. Now we're not so sure about that. Play spoiler. Stop thinking about the playoffs. It's so unrealistic. There's just It's just not... It's just fake to me. It's just not something that actually is going to happen. Neither team is going to win out. That's not how the NFL works. You should have handled business earlier in the season, and then we wouldn't be, you know, crunching the numbers, trying to make the math math. The math ain't mathing. 877-337-6666. Play spoiler. That should be the theme. Giants, go down there and play spoiler against the Saints. Knock them off at home. Make their fans upset. Make their fans go home and say, oh, this was a waste. We signed Derek Carr. We drafted this guy, that guy. Alvin Kamara was suspended this year, came back for what? Waste of a season. We play in the worst division, couldn't win that division. We play in the NFC where it's looking like it's wide open for whoever wants to get into the third wild card spot. We couldn't even get that. The Aints, go down there and play spoiler. The Jets, go down south as well to the 305 and knock off the hated Miami Dolphins. They lost on Monday night to the Titans. So they're on a short week. They're banged up. And look at the Titans with Will Levis as quarterback. Zach Wilson isn't better than Will Levis? I don't know, actually. But come on. I know the Jets' defense is better than the Titans' defense. 
Go down there and play spoiler. Knock them off so that they can't get that number one seed in the AFC. So that they don't have home field advantage down there in hot Miami. Go down there and rain on their parade. So Mike White is sitting there on the sidelines like, damn, look at my guys. Look at my friends. Look at my old team. Spoiler is the theme for tonight on my show for five hours. We're not talking playoffs because it's not realistic. It is realistic to play spoiler the rest of the way and knock teams off that think they're going to the playoffs and have a better record than you. 877-337-6666. But like I say, let people enjoy things. If you want to watch the game and, you know, in your head, think, hey, we, we win this, we win this, and we win it, you know, great. But I just can't host a show like that. It's not tangible. Charlotte Carroll who writes for The Athletic, covering your New York Giants, will join me at 8.20. And then my baseball fans listening, I know this week was uh, Yamasoto waiting on Yamamoto, but, like, I'm still in awe of this whole Shohei Otani thing. I watched the press conference with my son yesterday, and 70 million people tuned in worldwide to see this guy put on the Dodgers uniform in blue heaven on earth, that's what they call Chavez Ravine, Dodger Stadium, the theme park of ballparks, as I like to call it. And I can't help but to think that there's more on the way. I can't help but to think that that was a warm-up or that was at least the first rep of a press conference for this offseason. Yes, you know, we we heard yesterday about the Tyler Glass now trade. The Dodgers are stacking up, sure. But we keep talking about Yamasoto, and I think it's Yamamotani. I, I just keep saying it all week. If the kid is 25 years old, won three MVPs over there, played in the World Baseball Classic with Otani, and Otani structured his contract this way, and we keep hearing the numbers going up and up and up on Yamamoto, I'm sorry, Mets fans, King Cohen can't buy you everything. Everything's not about money. The kid said he wants to join the team that he's going to win with. He wants to go be an ace on a winning team. Why would he join the Mets? They won 74-75 with an asterisk game last year. Why would he want to go there? He wants to come into Major League Baseball right now in his prime and win. And his big bro, Otani, is in the meeting with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. All of those guys are MVPs. He's an MVP too. He wants to join the MVPs. The Dodgers are trying to put together a super team. Now, we know the whole super team thing rarely ever works. But it just seems like the writing is on the wall for the next press conference in Dodger Stadium to be them introducing Yashinobu Yamamoto. I said from the jump I was never in on Yamasoto. It sounded good. It had a nice ring to it for the Yankees offseason. But I'm like, I don't know if we get Juan Soto and this kid. 877-337-6666. More info has come out about Otani's contract. Lee Steinberg will join me at around 9.15, 9.20, to break down the contract, to talk about what this means for Major League Baseball, if we'll see this again, if we'll see kind of similar contracts or copycat contracts, what this means for the Dodgers, what this means for Shohei Otani years down the line. We've never seen this before. And, you know, more information came out about this contract being offered to other teams, and they passed on it. Uh, If you watched the press conference yesterday, they tried to ask Otani a bunch of stuff. And it didn't really break through. One thing that came through was this Kobe Bryant thing. So, man, Kobe Bryant, back in 2017, filmed a clip for the Dodgers. Obviously, Kobe is Mr. L.A. Uh, You know, when you go to L.A., his, his face is painted everywhere. I'm a huge Kobe fan. If you guys remember me breaking down, telling the story about my brother taking me to Madison Square Garden for the first time to see Kobe Bryant face the Knicks. Like, Kobe Bryant is an icon. 
to so many of us. And for him to make that video for Otani back then and them not to be able to use it and to just keep it and hold it till now. I mean, Otani said that was one of the highlights of the whole meeting because Otani is a win- is, is a winner. He wants to win. He has the Mamba mentality. He wants to dominate. He wants to win championships. And I mean, it, it's kind of eerie, but it's crazy. You know, they use Kobe Bryant to help bring Otani there. And I think Otani wanted to go there anyway. It just I've been saying Dodgers, Dodgers. Toronto was never realistic, in my opinion. Now, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball. I mean, the Yankees have made a couple moves. I saw something today that I was like, this is what I mean about Billy Epler thank me later, because that's what I kept saying about the moves Billy Epler made at the deadline, right? And now he's not here to get his thanks. But Max Scherzer had surgery um, for a herniated disc. He's out till June or July of next year. That's another Billy Epler thank me later move. Got him up out of there. For Luis Angel Acuna, who you might see this year. I think there's a lot to look out at here with the Mets, with what they did at the deadline and what's going on this offseason. It is a complete shift in philosophy, a transformation of your whole thought process of where you are in the Steve Cohen era, what we thought of Steve Cohen as an owner. I mean, if you look at Major League Baseball, the Kansas City Royals coming off of their worst season, matching their worst record in history, they're out there acting like they have Steve Cohen. They do have Patrick Mahomes as one of their part owners. But the Royals added former Met Seth Lugo, Michael Waka, Hunter Renfro, Will Smith, a bunch of other guys. They're spending money. They're trying to not touch 106 losses ever again. I still can't believe the Yankees went there the last series of the year and lost that series to the Kansas City Royals. It just tells you how pitiful a year it was for the Yankees. But that's my 20-minute open. I want to get to calls. There's so much more that we're going to get to tonight. It's a five-hour show. I've got some guests. I even have a mystery guest coming up uh, at 10 o'clock once we get through Charlotte Carroll and Lee Steinberg. But I can't wait to talk to you. We've got an hour before I bring in my first guest, 877-337-6666. We're going to talk sports, play some beats, and uh, I want to try something tonight. I didn't write any raps, and I have people that tweet at me and message me, yo, when are you going to rap? When are you going to freestyle again? I didn't write anything. Honestly, I don't have any time between the holiday season, and we'll talk about that too. The shopping, uh, the deliveries, people stealing deliveries. In Jersey City, I have a real bone to pick with some randoms that you know are stealing packages. But like, I don't have the time. I'm a dad. Most of my day is spent with like making sure bottles are on time, and my son is napping, and he doesn't want to nap. But... If you want to rap out of me tonight, if you want to hear some rhymes or freestyle, call up, give me a word, I'll write it down, and then through the show, I'll put together some bars, I'll come up with something creative, I'll use the word in the rap, and then when we get later in the night, maybe before we do the Casamigos Big Shot at 11, we'll come back from a random break, you'll hear the beat, and I'll just start rapping over it. Keep McPherson on the fan, this is KM to AM, a five-hour sports talk show program on the fan, we'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
get the money, man. Keep McPherson on the fan. KM to AM. Let's get right back into it. We'll, we'll talk sports for sure, but I wanted to finish talking about the holiday season and spiel that I had about uh, buying gifts and ordering gifts. It's a perplexing Pegasus for me right now. So this week I entered the Newport Mall in Jersey City. Not doing that again. This week I entered a, a Marshalls, a TJ Maxx, the one that's like in like Edgewater, Fort Lee, I believe. I'm done going there. I'm in Target every single week. Um, I grab some things, but I'm just reminded like how whack that experience is. But it's a better alternative to go physically buy things than to order things for me this late in the game. We're at 10 days of Christmas, something like that, nine about to be. Because if you order things, you have to wait for them to be delivered. And of course, there's a holiday rush. There's a chance that they don't get delivered on time. And Christmas is a Monday this year. So then you got the weekend too. So if you don't get your stuff by Friday, you might just be beat. Or maybe it does land. I don't know. But then also, right, uh, this week I woke up. I think it might have been Tuesday or Wednesday. And I look outside and I see some packages that were opened and, and left. And I was like, I said to my wife, I was like, oh, Damn, our neighbors got got. Like somebody must have opened their packages and left there. Like so, like Amazon in, in Jersey City in my area, they deliver as late as like nine, ten o'clock because it's the you know prime and the next day shipping, and they have this fleet of people delivering and all of these shifts. They'll deliver to your house nine, ten o'clock when it's dark out and uh, there's some characters walking around. So I'm not ordering anything um, to potentially get stolen. I'm not ordering anything to potentially be delayed, and I don't want to go in this store. So, you know, there's this thing called Zelle. There's Cash App. There's Apple Pay. There's Venmo. There's PayPal. I got them all. I got them all. So be happy with this little $20 that I sent, y'all. <laughs> Sean's in Mount Carmel. No, not Mount Carmel. Just regular Carmel, New York. Yo. Yeah, I hear I hear myself in the background. All right, we'll put you on hold. Let's see. Somebody's got to do better. First up, on the fan, leading off. I know this guy knows what to do. Josh is in the Bronx. What's up, Josh? KM to the AM. Yes, sir. Black coffee, no milk, no cream. <laughs> Just the Giants and Jets American dream. You know, Bonk. play spoiler and get into the playoffs. <laughs> I just wanted to give you callers, you know, a little bit of that, man. Have a great show, man. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the NFL and the sports. Thanks for taking my call. You too, Josh. Josh is great. See, Josh came through, knew what to do, had a bar ready, like had a rhyme ready. Included the Jets and the Giants in the rhyme. Got right to it. So he didn't need any creamer. No almond milk. No sugar, black coffee, no cream. It was all a dream. All right, now let's try Sean in Carmel, New York again. Go for it, Sean. I I, I apologize. I have no cream or a bar ready. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear you before. I apologize again. All good. But my, my, my point is this. I grew up in professional sports. My father was a professional uh, lacrosse coach, player coach. I played professional lacrosse. Um, I grew up with the New York Giants. I used to practice at Bates University. 
I used to get wedgies from Lawrence Taylor. All right. I, I, I you know, piggyback rides from offensive linemen, having catches with uh, awesome. Phil Shims, McConkey, Bardo, Chini I was there. Okay. You're mentioning about Tommy DeVito. Is Tommy DeVito the next Giants quarterback? I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. It's nice to see winning. As any sports fan, it's nice to see winning. Can we say that he's better than Daniel Jones? Not yet. It was Dak Prescott better than Tony Romo, Giants fan or Cowboys fan. I mean, you all had that expectation there when it happened. Can we not have that expectation here? Granted, granted, Prescott was was drafted. Tommy Jones was not. uh, uh, He was not. Uh, um, DeVito was not. Yeah, thanks for the call. Um, Romo wasn't drafted either. If we're trying to make the parallel between Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones and Tommy DeVito, it, it, you can't make that parallel. But let's try. So Tony Romo was uh, coming out of Eastern Illinois. He was the Walter Payton Award winner. Tony Romo, remember, he stepped in and replaced Drew Bledsoe. So if anything, you would be pointing to Tommy DeVito as more of the Tony Romo, not Tommy DeVito as the Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was a pretty dominant quarterback in the SEC coming out of Mississippi State. Now he dropped in the draft because black quarterback, running quarterback, weren't sure about his arm, blah, 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 how he would translate to the NFL. What a steal for the Dallas Cowboys. Didn't end up being a steal because Jerry Jones never believed into uh, believed in him till now, right? Jerry Jones could have Locked up a fourth-round pick for nothing for years. Franchise tagged him twice. Still has to give him an extension. Still paying Dak Prescott. Hopefully this is the year he wins MVP. Dare I say get to a Super Bowl. Daniel Jones was a six-overall pick. Daniel Jones just won 10 games last year. Daniel Jones just took the Giants to the playoffs. We act like the Giants go to the playoffs every year, like they're perennial postseason. They're not. We're talking about four years, and people are ready to race four years for four games. Daniel Jones is 26 years old. Daniel Jones also signed a big contract, a big deal. That's your quarterback. Tommy DeVito is the best story that we have in New York football this year. Absolutely. Love it. I was rooting for the kid right away in training camp because I'm like, this is a Don Bosco kid. Man, I played football in Jersey. I used to like look at Don Bosco and look up to Don Bosco. They had some of the best talent. Used to watch News 12 just to see what those guys did on Friday nights. This kid's playing for the Giants. What a story. What I love about DeVito is he's progressed. I was listening to Jonathan Casillas on BT and Sal a couple days ago talk about how he was running the ball, scrambling in 7-on-7 at the NFL level. You can't do that. (laughs) There's no reason to even take off. What are you running for? I don't know. But now you're seeing him take off and run to avoid sacks, rushing for 71 yards making impact plays with his legs, making some good throws. He's going to have to do it again. Let people enjoy things. Enjoy the ride because this season was dead. This season was over. And if Daniel Jones doesn't get hurt in that game where he tore his ACL, maybe they don't win these games. Maybe they don't make this run because Daniel Jones this year, I guess with the pressure of the money and the expectations of going back to the playoffs, Daniel Jones was not looking very good this year. But I'm, I'm sure to include the fact that Daniel Jones was playing behind Evan Neal. Tommy DeVito does not have that turnstile in front of him. Daniel Jones was playing without Andrew Thomas. 
Tommy DeVito has Andrew Thomas. Daniel Jones even played some games without uh, John Michael Schmidt, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, as I like to call him. And um, Saquon Barkley was out for some of those games with Daniel Jones. A quarterback's best friend is a running back. Not taking anything away from Tommy DeVito. The defense has come along. The Giants' defense was not playing like this. Some of the young guys that they depend on were not playing like this. They grew through this year. And you know what? Sometimes turmoil, sometimes negative press, sometimes arguing, getting blown out, right? That can make you a better team. You go through the fire together. And this Giants team now is a better team because of the struggles they had earlier in the year. But I don't know. I'm still somewhat of a Daniel Jones defender. I'm not ready to say that Tommy DeVito is the Dak Prescott to Daniel Jones' Tony Romo. Tony Romo also, like, we can't compare him to Daniel Jones. Tony Romo had a great career, won a lot of games, went to the postseason, didn't have too much success in the postseason. Giants fans know that, but we can't make that parallel. What I'll say before we take the next call is enjoy it, but don't call up here next week if the Giants lose and Tommy DeVito can't duplicate that performance, and I'm not trying to put that evil on him, but they caught the Packers with their pants down. They caught the Packers at home, right? Now you got to go on the road. They caught the Packers in a situation where the Packers were shooting themselves in the foot. They didn't look right. Will the Saints be ready? Will that winning uh, streak be able to go down to New Orleans and continue with all of the hype and expectations with uh, the national media now getting involved? Because Monday Night Football, they saw Tommy DeVito ball. It wasn't like a 10-7 win against the Patriots. It wasn't like a, a commander's win. That, that Commanders went on the road. The Commanders are one of the worst teams in football. They're about to fire everybody. I hope Tommy DeVito goes out and balls and wins the game so that this continues. But I just I just think that we're getting ahead of ourselves. But we, we tend to do that. And I guess that's part of the point of sports talk radio. A lot of this is in theory. A lot of this is projecting. And it can ruin the vibe. But ultimately, we're fans. And, and that's just naturally what we do. Jonathan is in Massachusetts. John, you're on the fan. You're on the fan. Hey, how are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Good. I have a point. It's sort of unusual. Like I said, I'm from Massachusetts. You know, I've been talking recently to a bunch of Red Sox fans, and they kind of agree with my theory that a lot of what was happening with the Red Sox was that the fans were being incredibly negative all the time. And then at some point, they cheered up, and there was basically no stopping it. And I, I was watching this. A documentary about the 69 Miracle Mets, and it's very interesting. I didn't know this, um, but apparently, you know, the Mets were terrible, but the, the fans were incredibly, unfailingly positive, and they would sell out Shea, and they didn't care, and then basically, it got so positive that they got a miracle, and I was wondering what you thought about sort of the role of fans in that regard, sort of unconditional positivity. Like, if you ever look at the Atlanta Braves, they never boo their own team. All they do is try to intimidate the opponents with the tomahawk. And remember Javi Baez? He's like, dude, you, thumbs down. You, you're hurting us with the energy. You know what I mean? So I'm not sure what you think about that and all. I'll let you talk. I, I got some thoughts on that for sure. Uh, I don't care to talk about the Red Sox too much. I hope they're fan- – I mean, Red Sox fans go to that – old ballpark and i don't want to talk about the red sox (laughs) Uh, like the red sox i hope they don't do anything i I hope their fans are negative um i thought that the curse of the bambino would never end but with and i thought he was going to talk about the positivity of the giants fans and their win streak and the change from tanking to no actually 
let's see what this guy's got at quarterback, and maybe we can make the playoffs. Like, you could feel that. Energy is real, man. Energy is real. Um, and then also, social media is fake, but it's real that these guys have phones, and it's real that they have ears and eyes, and they hear things and they feel things. So much so, we see a lot of these players with burners, and we see a lot of these guys snap and go back at fan. Look, at, I just was talking about the turnstile Evan Neal. He was terrible this year, but he thought that he could actually go up against the fans. And I don't know what fans walk up to that man's face. He's a monster. I don't think anybody walks up to his face and says, bro, you suck. You can't block. You're terrible. Wish we never drafted you. But he reads it. He's a 23-year-old kid. He has a phone. He opens up his phone, and to kill time, he scrolls through an app. And whenever he looks at his Twitter, his name is added, and somebody is trashing him. Whenever he looks at his Instagram, somebody is commenting somewhere and tagging him, and he's reading how terrible he is. So when he gets a mic in front of him and someone asks about the criticism and the scrutiny that might have been coming from WFAN, might have been coming from a Giants podcast, he lashes out at the couple handful of anonymous trolls online that he reads. So, yeah, energy is a, is a real thing. Uh, fans that boo their team, I, I have nothing against it. I've never booed a, a Yankee in Yankee Stadium. I was just telling C-Mac the other day, we were talking about, like, the whole Bronx cheer and the booing thing, and I think Morash had suggested not booing Juan Soto. I'm like, if he goes 0 for 4, his ass is getting booed. They boo Judge. They they boo Jeter, and Jeter came out and said, yeah, we were terrible. I understand. But I don't, I don't boo the Yankees because I'm there to root on the Yankees. And I feel like I can help will them to victory. I feel like the energy they can carry with them and turn that into results. Um, but, you know, a couple years back when the Yankees got swept out of the ALCS, there was a report like, I don't know how true it was or whatever, that like agents were saying that the players were bothered by the fans booing and, uh, you know, people were reluctant to signing with the New York Yankees because of the fans. Please. Then you're not cut out for New York. You're not cut out for Yankee Stadium. You got to be able to tune that out. We'll cheer you. I mean, we do applaud our team. We do go nuts and throw popcorn and beer in the air when guys hit home runs. If you play well, you're a king in this town. 877-337-6666. Let's break it down. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Right back at it on the fan. Friday night, December 15th. Keith McPherson on the fan, Cam the Am. Let's get right back into it before we bring in our first guest in about a half an hour. Charlotte Carroll, who reports for The Athletic covering the G-Men. Yeah, so obviously we're talking Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, who isn't? And in the first hour, we talked about fans and their impact positively, negatively, energy. And I, I 100% believe that players feel that energy. They carry that energy with them. You can pick them up. You can uplift them. You also can bring them down. And, I mean, they read social media. They feel it. They can't avoid it in this day and age. There used to be a, oh, we don't read the newspapers. Now you can't find a newspaper, but you can accidentally run into first take. You can accidentally uh, walk into a doctor's office and hear WFAN. You can accidentally open your phone and uh, see something posted about you as an NFL player, athlete, baseball player, whatever it is. Uh, let's get back to the phones. We also are obviously talking about playoffs or no playoffs. Uh, I, I just don't, I can't buy into the playoff talk at this late in the season, but I, I understand it, right? It's part of the viewing process, right? You need to root for something. They're not out of it until they're out of it. So you're saying there's a chance. It's like, yeah, the same uh, amount of chance as you have of hitting that nine leg parlay this weekend is the same amount of chance they have of making the playoffs. 
Jarvis is in Harlem. Jarvis, you're on the fan. What's up, Keith? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. I want to talk about the Jets and Giants. I mean, I don't think the Jets. I don't, I don't think the Giants have a shot that you know, um, beating um, the last four games. I don't think they're beating the I mean, Eagles twice because they can't even beat them because they the Giants get swept every single year against the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys because they're in the same division in the NL East. And, and you know, all this Tommy DeVito, like I know they won three straight because um, two teams are against Washington and. The, the Patriots are two crappy teams that are not that good. And they beat my Packers on Monday night, which is a devastated loss for the, my Packers. But, you know, it's a uh, – um, and then uh, this is an important game for the Packers on Sunday because both against the Buccaneers, both teams are 6 and 7 Peer tier game, yep. Peer tier game. Yeah, both yeah, fighting they're for at home, their they, lives. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're at home right now. So, and, you know, and then last year, you know, I mean, all this – you know, like the Jets on Mike White, on the bandwagon on Mike White because he has one good game against the Bears because, you know, but, um, we are starved around good. here for good quarterback play. You see some ridiculous quarterback play in the NFL. Uh, you see some just game managers in the NFL. But here in New York, it seems like we don't have anything. So when you do see a Mike White uh, win a couple games, it's like, that's the guy. And then he's not here the next year. When you do see Tommy DeVito win three games in a row, it's like, hold on now. Let us dream. But, like, we got to just be realistic. And then even the top drafted guys, the top prospect guys, like, they don't become the upper echelon. It's just like a, a, a very small amount of guys that become Tom Brady drafted 199 or Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, or undrafted like Tony Romo. Right, right. I mean, like just like just like last year when uh, I'm not, not this year, I mean this year. I think uh, and I want to talk about the New York Jets and, and they, they, you know, the Jets. You know, they have a shot to beat the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins lost by one. You know, to the Tennessee Titans, but they was up 14 points in the fourth quarter, but they blew it. But they never lost by the um, by the Titans. But I, I still think they're going Dolphins gonna beat the Jets because the Jets have nothing to play with. They five and eight. Yeah, one good game because they beat the Houston Texans because they, you know, because the one game doesn't change anything because they, because Zach because Zach Wilson is the quarterback. But you know, because everybody just want to blame the head coach because they bench him. You know, things like that. But um, I don't think they have a shot to make the playoffs. So yeah. Thanks for the call, Jarvis. Yeah, and, and and like just like with the Jets, it's just I can't take them serious, man. I I just saw the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and it's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers just he pushed it. Let's see, uh, Rich Amini said Aaron Rodgers pushed it yesterday in practice. He worked from under center, ran bootlegs, jog between drills. Salah, he looks normal to me, but he still hasn't participated in eleven on eleven on eleven on eleven. Like, so he still hasn't actually like played football. Um, so that would be the next step. And it's like, why are we still doing this? This guy's season ended four plays in. After the whole Zach Wilson thing last week of he's reluctant to play. Oh, no, he wants the ball. And then he comes out there and actually balls out. It should be about, okay, Zach Wilson might potentially put together the best stretch of his career on the way out the door. And if he does that, you know, it's instead it's, it's just Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And you know what this is setting up? This is setting up for next year's expectations when Aaron Rodgers is mid, when Aaron Rodgers isn't this Hall of Fame GOAT quarterback. He isn't the version of himself now. Um, a few years removed, it'll be three years removed from his MVP season. Or I think four. What did he win? 2020, 2021? 
So he'll be three years removed from his last MVP, and it's just like, man, look at what he did in Green Bay. That that last year in Green Bay wasn't that great, and they were so ready to move on from him. They didn't care. And we think that this guy is some type of savior. We think that this guy is some type of Superman. Uh, Rob saw, oh, I just I just got a ton of respect for him because it just shows you, oh, you know, guys get a hangnail now in this league. And so what? He's come back. Like, what else is he supposed to do? You pay him. Like, he could just be in L.A., and that would be a terrible look because you did everything in your power to literally get this guy. Chris is in Monmouth County. What's up, Chris? You're on the fan. Gee, thanks for taking the call, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Listen, can I can I say something? I have been a fan forever, all right? I'm 46. I'm fr- Listen, my family's Italian with the Tommy DeVito. I- I'm really more Irish, but my mom's Italian. Whatever. That doesn't even matter. But I think what people are missing with a couple things here, you know, the Italian-American culture in where I'm from, Central Jersey, North Jersey, is huge yep. and always has been. Yep. It, honestly, everybody wants to be Italian, right? Even even the kids who act Italian, they're they're not Italian, you know. And I think it's it's a good story, not because he's Tommy DeVito, he's Italian, but the reality is like he's from Jersey. He grew, it, he lived, it goes together. It makes perfect sense. It goes to, from the it go, Sopranos to the cast of the Jersey Shore and, and, to me talking about that, pizzerias and 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 good and delis part, and, and Italian restaurants to see and, one of our own do it for the Giants, and, it's awesome. That's right. And the other part is this: Dable, Dable, and him. They they look like they get along, and I guess oh yeah, he's when not they won that the game, premier. I don't, I don't, I mean. <laughs> I don't want to say Daniel anything about Daniel like Jones. Daniel Jones. I don't, I don't want to talk down on Daniel Jones, but I don't think no. Daniel Jones and Dable, you know, get they, along they, like that. They don't get along. Here's what I'm going to tell you: the New York Giants have run into something that was never something you're imagining. And you know what? Why is Caleb Williams, or name the three of the quarterbacks, going to take the Giants to the, the promised land? Why can't it be this guy? I think it can be. Dable and him could build. A Sims Parcel type Good. of relationship. Good. Good. Great call, Chris. And I'm from your area. I'm from Monmouth County. So that's what I was saying. I, I, I understand that. I think I was on a couple nights ago. I'm like, I go to the Italian American Festival everywhere I see one. I'm pulling up. Let me get a funnel cake. Let me get some fried Oreos. Um, you know, they have one in Jersey City, not far from where I live. Shout out to the couple people that I ran into at the Italian Fest by the church in Jersey City. I would like some meatballs. I would like some penne vodka. Like, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it fits. It's a match made in heaven. Tommy DeVito, quarterback of the New York Giants. I want to see the kid win. I just don't want us to get ahead of ourselves to crown the guy and put extra added pressure on the guy uh, and then be disappointed when they don't make the playoffs or they do lose a game, which is going to happen in this NFL. That is the NFL. You're going to lose games. And uh, Daniel Jones is already signed, sealed, delivered, paid for as the quarterback, we don't know when he's going to recover and be able to play. But, man, what you can hope for is that Tommy does keep winning, winning, um, you know, another game against the Saints. I think it's going to be hard to beat the Eagles and the Rams. And then next year the story can continue in training camp if Daniel Jones isn't ready, if they do or do not draft the top quarterback. And like Chris just said, who knows what Caleb Williams is going to be, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, these guys coming into the league. Dable has this kid in his system now for months. They're developing a rapport. He's progressing. He's getting better. Tommy DeVito could be your week one starter in 2024. 
337-6666. We got 20 minutes before I bring in my first guest. That's Charlotte Carroll covering the Giants for The Athletic. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 